My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 62 of The Kate Show. Today, we're talking all about how to run paid ads that actually bring great clients. So if you've heard my episodes on the social media sales funnel and my other tips and tricks for print advertising, you're going to have a good foundation for everything that we're going to talk about in this episode, which takes it all a step further. So if you have not listened to those episodes, I suggest you go to the show notes for this one and there's a link. You go listen to those first because it's going to give you a solid background on exactly why this is so important. So let me ask you guys a question. The last time you ran an ad, whether it was print or digital for your business, what was your return on that investment? Now, if you aren't sure, you can be sure about one thing, that ad didn't work. Now, before you get frustrated and write off paid ads entirely, we're going to review how the advertising situation likely went down. I'm gonna give you a play-by-play. And then I'm also going to give you a list of questions you'll need to ask any future advertisers before placing an ad with them, just so you can protect your precious marketing dollars. And I also want you guys to get a good understanding of the difference between marketing and advertising. And I will go further into that in this episode. So without further ado, we are gonna dive right in to cracking the code on paid advertising. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Paid ads can be a really frustrating topic for a lot of business owners, but today I'm talking about it from the perspective of someone who runs an interior design, home staging, or workroom business. Because guys, the home industry is so unique. We have to have certain sales funnels set up. We have to present ourselves in a certain way to our clients. And it does require a certain level of decorum when putting ourselves out there in any form of advertising or marketing. Now, I want you to think back to the last paid ad you ran, whether it was in a magazine, a Google ad, or a social media ad. Did your ad have a compelling call to action that did not rely on a discount or a promotion? Because here's the problem. Using a discount, a sale, or a promotion as your unique selling proposition is the fastest way to label your brand as exactly that. Discounted, cheap, a magnet for bargain hunting clients who won't value you. So if you think back to your last ad and it said something like call for a free estimate or call for a free consultation, that is a good indicator of why your ad did not work. Because you see, at the end of the day, people are not motivated by price, at least not good clients. They're motivated by what you can do for them and how well you can do it and how well you understand their particular situation. Now, that's a lot for one little ad to accomplish. And I wanna talk to you quick about your ad size as well. The last ad that you ran, let's just say that it was in some sort of print medium, like a magazine, and you were allotted a certain size. If you had a teeny tiny little ad that was on a page with a bunch of other ads that were about 
a whole bunch of different things, you can be rest assured. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say there, guys. Again, pregnancy brain. You can rest assured that it got lost in the shuffle. And that's not good because that ad still cost you money and it was supposed to do something positive for your business, but in the end, it likely didn't do anything. So think about your ad size. Think about making sure you're not labeling your business as free or discounted. Instead, you can say, book a discovery call or have a few bullet points underneath it that show the benefits of a discovery call because that will show that you're willing to help and you're willing to have that initial conversation with people, but you're not cheap. You're not discounted. There is no benefit to labeling yourself as such. Okay, now, when you ran this ad, no matter where you ran it, if you paid money for it, did you have a sales funnel in place to take ad viewers from the ad itself to your website? This applies whether your ad was digital, or print. Now, don't let the term sales funnel scare you. I talk about it a lot on The Kate Show, and it's because it is so important. Now, if you did not have a sales funnel in place, that means people looked at your ad and then did nothing. And that's exactly why you got a very low or no ROI. But if you did have a sales funnel in place, let's talk about it. So, did your website have an easy way for the hot leads to book a call with you right away? And did that same website allow the cool and the warm leads to at least get in your mailing list so that you had their contact info for the future? Now, I often see only one of these two things. If they're trying to get in your mailing list, it's gonna be really hard if all your website says is join our mailing list. But if you have a good reason, such as a lead magnet, for people to opt in, then awesome, you actually do have a sales funnel. If you at least have a way for people to book a call with you or to call you immediately from the ad, also excellent. I will say, however, it's a little bit more beneficial to put your website address in the ad itself. And then when people go to your site, they can quickly learn more about you and how you can help them while then booking a call with you because now they feel like they know you all the better, as opposed to just making a judgment call from one simple ad. And our brains are kind of hardwired to have a certain level of mistrust for paid advertising anyway, because we all have been scammed in one way or another. Okay, now, if you had a website involved with your whole advertising strategy, did your website state exactly who you serve and how you serve them and why? See, this is so important, guys. You have to make sure that your website makes it easy for your client to recognize himself or herself instead of thinking, okay, this company, your company, just serves anybody who can afford them because that's not having an ideal client. That is basing your ideal client purely off of money, but we all know that people are so much more than the depth of their pocketbooks. So did your website have all the right pieces in place? Did your ad have people go to your website. That is a very important part of the sales funnel and it's about half of it because you don't need to have a really huge elaborate sales funnel but you do need to have the right pieces in place to carry a lead from step one to step two to step three and so on. So I want you guys to know that when I have a customer 
that tells me she's done paid advertising in the past and it resulted in no phone calls or next to no phone calls, I know that at least one of these pieces was missing from her strategy. And while I'm not a huge fan of paid advertising in general, I do know how to make an ad work. And that's why we're going to talk about this in such detail today, because I don't want you to pay for another ad in a magazine or on social media unless you have a sales funnel in place. Otherwise, you're literally throwing spaghetti against the wall and hoping that it sticks, which, by the way, I would actually like to try sometime, but then I'd have to clean it up. Has anyone ever done that? Let me know. Okay. Guys, we're going to get into the nitty gritty, so if you are not driving and you have a notebook handy, you might want to grab it right now. You've likely gathered by now that placing an ad is just step one. Ads are only meant to attract the viewer, not nurture the lead and close the sale. However, what I found is that many small business owners who attempt social media ads, Google AdWords, and magazine ads they don't realize this and they end up spending a lot of money on an ad that was never set up to work from the start. I mean, how frustrating is that, especially when a lot of us small business owners don't have endless amounts of money to throw at our marketing or advertising. So as a result, you get frustrated, your confidence goes down, you start to wonder, will anything I do to market my business actually work? What's wrong with me? Well, the truth is there's nothing wrong with you but you have to approach advertising with a clear plan in place because it's kind of like when you play the game Mousetrap, okay? Have you guys ever played that? My brothers loved that game. It didn't work, however, if they didn't have all the pieces lined up correctly so that one movement would trigger another movement and so on. In fact, it would just become a really boring and lifeless game unless it was set up correctly. You have to look at advertising the same way. It truly is a game and it has hard and fast rules that actually work. And there are also a set of other things you should never do unless you like to waste money. So you have to have each plan in place. Now, I want you guys to know that I did not used to know how ads actually worked. I didn't know what a sales funnel did and I certainly didn't know why I needed one. The whole thing sounded overcomplicated, ambiguous, and I really didn't want anything to do with any of it. I was just hoping that my clients would find me, maybe just be referred to me, and then I'd be this happy little business owner. Yeah, well, that doesn't work. Believe me. And if it does work, because I do know a lot of interior designers especially who have run their businesses off word of mouth referrals for years and then suddenly that pipeline dries up, I do know it's possible to a point, but that is a very passive strategy in your marketing and you need to take an active strategy in making sure that you always have leads coming in because that is your responsibility as a business owner. So the me back five years ago had no clue what was going on as far as marketing and my business totally suffered for it. Now, today, I've got an international marketing company. How on earth did that happen? Well, I want to take this moment to explain something to you guys because I don't want you to continue feeling overwhelmed. Here's what I figured out. I figured out the basics of marketing and advertising, and I realized they're actually pretty easy. Unfortunately, and you've heard me say this in past episodes, there are a lot of gimmicky sales tactics and faulty marketing tips which are actually promoted by marketing companies who want to make a lot of money by convincing you that you need to do more than you actually need to. 
And that's really muddied the waters of marketing because the truth is it's simple. And advertising is a tool that can be used correctly or incorrectly, but it's by no means complicated. So the first thing that you need to do before you go create another ad or create a sales funnel is change your mindset around marketing and advertising in general. And by the way, the difference between marketing and advertising should always be clear to you. Marketing is a relationship between you, the business owner, and your clients and your potential clients. Advertising is simply a way to get their attention, but it's not the end-all be-all. Like I said earlier, a simple little ad, online or offline, cannot carry the burden of attracting the person, converting them, getting them in your sales funnel. That's just not possible. So you have to have a real team approach when it comes to setting up your sales funnel. Hey, interior designers. How much time are you currently spending creating floor plans, furniture arrangements, or sourcing product, or creating mood boards? Well, here's the good news. You do not have to keep spending many, many precious hours of your time on these things that you could actually hand off to someone else. Now, I'm not suggesting that you hire an employee or that you add another person to your in-house team because that's not always a good fit for everyone. From a legal and tax standpoint, having an employee can be expensive and it can also be risky, which is why I am really excited to introduce you guys to my friend Brittany Elms of My Design Assistant. So Brittany specializes in virtual assistant services exactly and specifically for interior designers so that you can spend more time growing your business, your brand, and getting the publicity that you deserve without spending hours creating those mood boards or sourcing those products. Because we know these things are very important to your design process, but the good news is it doesn't all have to be done by you. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level and start outsourcing things that you don't necessarily have to have your hands in, go over to mydesignassistant.com, check out Brittany's services, her reviews, and book a time with her online. Head over to mydesignassistant.com to get started. Before you run another paid ad, I want you to do this. Know who your ideal client is right down to their habits, their hobbies, their interests, so that you can show up where they already are. Before placing any ad with any advertising platform, make sure your ideal clients are actually hanging out in the place where those ads are gonna be showing up. And again, that just goes back to actually knowing your ideal client. You also need to ask the ad provider for proof of ROI. Now this could get a little sticky because if they cannot provide any proof of return on investment, don't waste your money with them. They should have records of, well, this is our ad sizes and this is how much they typically will make as far as leads or actual customer conversions. You also need to ask that ad platform for samples of their most successful ads. Now you're not gonna be able to do this with social media if you're running a Facebook ad or Instagram ad, but you can Google most successful social media ads. Study those ads for their composition, size, layout, and design, and also note the call to action they used. And I can guarantee you, 
any successful ad was not relying on giving something away for free in a way that discounted that brand. Now, once you have that ironed out, you need to have your ad professionally created by a graphic designer. This is really important, guys. You've got three seconds or less to attract someone. And once you attract someone to your ad, they're going to make a judgment call. Is this tacky? Is this good? Does this resonate with me? That means the text you use, the fonts, the colors, the images, they all have to align with your ideal client. An ad should never just be based on what you think looks good. Unless, of course, you are also your ideal client, which can happen. So again, think back to what would my ideal client like to see and what can I offer them that will be the most compelling and make them head over to my website. Now you also have to make sure, speaking of your website, that your sales funnel is in place. And here's how that goes down. Someone sees your ad, that ad has a call to action that sends them to your website. And once they're on your website, they can either get in your mailing list and get your lead magnet or they can get a discovery call booked with you. And they also will want to do this because your website verbiage speaks directly to them. It's a very simple process. Now, you know what to do if someone books a call with you. You get on the phone and talk to them. But if someone opts in for a lead magnet and now they're in your mailing list, that's where the ongoing work comes in. You need to make sure you send a monthly email newsletter that is interesting and to the point so that they don't forget about you. That's a really easy, comfortable way for both you and them to nurture the lead. Now let's back up for a minute and talk about the design of your ad. As you know, I always suggest using a professional graphic designer to create an ad for you. But if you are advertising on social media and you're like, I need to get something out a little bit faster than that, or I have a tight budget, there are a few tools that you can use. And the main one is Canva. So if you haven't used canva.com before, it is an online graphic design place for people who know nothing about graphic design. But like I said, you have to make sure that your ad is set up and constructed correctly so that it actually works for you. So I'm gonna share a few tips that Canva uses when guiding people through how to set up an ad. And I will have this linked in the show notes. So number one is just to keep it simple. We have a tendency to put too many photos and way too much text into an ad. And all that does is overwhelm the viewer. It makes them not want to look at it at all. And that therefore makes the ROI plummet. Number two, when creating an ad, you have to make sure you're appealing to your target client through your call to action. So it should not be a generic ad with a generic call to action. If your ideal client is the stay at home mom or the work at home entrepreneur, make sure that your call to action lines up with them. So let's say you offer virtual interior design and you specialize in creating home offices for entrepreneurs. Then your ad could have one simple image, one simple question, and then a link to your website. That's really all you need. People don't want too much information. And too much information is a big reason why too many ads simply don't work. Number three, and one of the biggest things to keep in mind for a successful ad is show, don't tell. So instead of saying how great customers are going to feel after letting them design 
your home or stage the home, you need to actually show that. And that means finding the right image. And make sure that it's not a cheesy stock image. You can get really great images from places like Unsplash for free, or you can pay for one at iStockphoto.com. And iStock is actually a really great place to get it, as well as Adobe Stock. But make sure that it represents exactly who your ideal client is and shows them displaying whatever emotion you want people to feel after working with you. That is how you show instead of tell. Number four, you need to be careful about your color palette. Now, it's good to keep it branded to your business, and that means don't use more than three colors. Black and white are always safe along with an image. Make sure that your colors are not clashing. Make sure that they don't feel awkward or dated because if an ad looks dated, even just because of the colors, I can guarantee that people will not be interested in it no matter where you're putting it. Tip number five, use social proof. This can be done on social media or in a print ad. And social proof is simply evidence that other people like your services or products as well. So you could have a one-liner from one of your best customer reviews. You could have a statement that your clients often say, and that could easily be your headline. So the thing is your headline in the ad doesn't need to be overthought. It doesn't need to be long. You don't need to cram in everything that you're doing or offering or where you serve people because they don't care about that. They just want to know how do other people feel about this and how am I going to feel about it if I try it? Because you have to break down the antitrust barriers before anyone is going to follow through with the rest of your sales funnel. You'll also need to be consistent throughout your sales funnel. So whatever images or fonts or verbiage you use in your ad, you'll need to make sure the landing page on your website has those same types of images and text. And you'll also want to make sure that the lead magnet you're offering or your phone call booking page also follows through with that because you don't want your marketing or your sales funnel to feel disjointed because people will then be like, well, this doesn't have a good flow to it. Even if they're not actually thinking that subconsciously, they will think that and they'll likely navigate away or become distracted as people tend to do. The one final big thing you need to make sure you include in your ad and in your sales funnel is a sense of urgency. So you don't want people to think whatever you're offering is going to be around forever or that you will accept as many people into it as possible. You need to make sure that you either have a limited number of seats and you list that clearly in the ad, even if it's in the fine print, or make sure that you put some sort of end date on whatever you're offering. Offering something that is evergreen, such as always saying that you will offer free estimates, which again is not even a good call to action anyway, just shows that people don't need to make a decision right away. They can be very lackadaisical about it, and you don't want that. You want someone who is ready to take action right now. So guys, that wraps up our episode on how to run paid ads that bring great clients. And again, I do have several other episodes and resources listed in the show notes because you need to get a clear, well-rounded picture before you run your next ad. All right, until next time, keep your marketing simple and your message clear. 
Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.